0: www.omegamanradio.com Welcome to the broadcast. Speak My Word is about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis, and we are living in the time of the end. Three, two, one. We have a vision. We will be reading tonight from the King James vision. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to a live edition of Speak My Word here on Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm excited to be here with you, and uh, we're going to pick back up on our program, and I'm going to work diligently to do some consistent Speak My Word broadcast. I get emails, uh, when's the program coming back? That's a great question. Um, And it is coming back effective now. Um, Also, thinking about that schedule, what do you think about a 8 to 10 Eastern, Monday through Friday? We could do 8 to 11 if we need to. Eastern, Monday through Friday, and then we'll do a 10 a.m. Eastern. Wait a minute, 8 to 11 p.m. Monday through Friday is what I meant to say. And then a uh, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. So, we've got a 10 a.m. slot for our international shows and some that we do on the West Coast. And then we have uh, evening programs, uh, which we'll do as well. Hit the devil from both ends. Don't give the devil any respite. And that may allow me to sleep a regular schedule again and uh, break free of this four and a half hour crazy sleep cycle that I'm on right now. Okay. Give me some feedback. Magamanradio at ProtonMail.com, what you think. All right. So I was looking to see where we left off, and I think that we are over in Genesis still. And we are going to pick up with Genesis chapter 30. Do you have your King James Bible handy? If not, go to KingJamesBibleOnline.org. Amen. Praise God. And I feel that one of the reasons that I'm in Bali, the island of the gods, a little geez, and I point out to my brother Damon, uh, just look there and look there and look there. Every block there's a altar, a shrine, a temple. Heavily demonized place. It's like a little India, if you will. Microcosm of India. If a mega man can survive here, right in the devil's territory neighborhood, and I'm taking the territory back for Jesus, by the way. You can survive anywhere you're at. Witchcraft is around the world, becoming more ubiquitous. But uh, we have had our struggles here, health challenges being here. About every two months, we come down with viruses, respiratory illnesses, very frequent here, sinusitis, bronchitis. Um, and the devil does attack. But we're here. We're alive. And uh, we are a thorn in the devil's buttocks. And you can be too. Right where you're at, God needs you and his end time army representing even in places of extreme darkness. So praise the Lord. Uh, don't let anybody tell you that uh, witchcraft is more powerful than Jesus. Are you kidding me? Once you know who you are in Jesus Christ, you can literally be in the devil's. Uh, Kitchen in his backyard and uh, put the heat on him. Praise the Lord. Uh, You are a great white shark. The demons are minnows. They need to be afraid that you wake up to who you are in Jesus Christ. You begin to bind and loose. Amen. There's power in the name of Jesus. And don't ever forget our position of authority. Seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. That's above all those evil, wicked spirits. Above Satan. Now, of course, Satan is authorized to do what he's going to do. But he's going to operate for a time. He's even going to make war on the saints for a time. To wear a sound even, in some cases. But we're also going to do exploits. And when the Lord's ready for us to come home, he'll call you home. We operate. Doing the Great Commission. Till Jesus comes back, or are we down with our boots on? Do I hear an amen? Or he pulls you up like Enoch or Elijah, which you could certainly do if you wanted to. Okay. Genesis chapter 30. Father Yahovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you for this opportunity to freely be able to speak your word internationally whoever would tune in. Let your word go out and accomplish what you would have it to do today. Bless the hearer. We ask God, you and loose angels, to bring people in from far and wide to get to this broadcast live or in the archive we invite the Holy Spirit to come Father God we ask you in Jesus name to guide and direct all of our footsteps make our paths straight open up the right doors for us close the wrong doors that we not be diverted and waste our time and energies on fruitless pursuits give us a blueprint for a win thank you Father God Surround us with your warrior angels. In the name of Jesus, we just take authority over these airwaves and bind every demon that would try to interfere or to stop people from tuning in, staying with us, or that would try to attack as part of backlash for being part of these programs. In the name of Jesus also, Father God, bless everyone who has supported this program through any means available to them. We thank you for them and their partnership, we ask God that you give them great fruit of souls. Bless them now and the kingdom come. Have your way, Father God. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and an understanding of your word. Illuminate it for us, God. Show us your hidden weapons that we can pick up and use in this battle that we found ourselves in. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Audio coming through out there, quick sound check. Okay, shouts out to Henry, Raymond, Alaskan 247, Carlos, JLK Jr., Muda Bandar, welcome aboard. Okay, Genesis chapter 30. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children... Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, give me children or else I die. Now we left off with Jacob, if I recall, he had worked for his uncle for seven years, right? Was it seven years? And he was supposed to marry Rachel. He goes into the tent on the honeymoon night They closed the flap on the tent. It was lights off, clothes off. And the next morning, he awakes from a night of ecstasy and lovemaking in marriage. So it was all authorized. This was not fornication. Only to find out that he did not get the bride that he had bargained for. But her sister and he goes to the uncle angry you deceived me I made a deal to work for Rachel and the uncle says but do you not know it's our custom that the older sister that the younger sister not marry before the older sister and I will indeed give you Rachel to also wife and the deal was cut that he had to work more years he worked another seven years at least and day finally comes he does get Rachel now he's got two wives but Rachel is not bearing children and that was a you know that was a a, what would be the adjective to use I mean her sister is bearing babies and she has none. It's kind of a disgrace, right? Not a, I can't, can't come up with the adjective. Help me out there. Well, she's not a happy camper. And she says, give me children or I'm going to die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, am I in God's stead who hath withheld, withheld thee from the fruit of the womb? And she said, behold, my maid Bilhah. Uh-oh. Go in unto her. She shall bear upon my knees that I may also have children by her. Now understand this. This wasn't simply I'm going to have you impregnate my assistant and she's going to have a child for me. Um, And, you know, when you all have done the lovemaking she'll be impregnated impregnated and uh, that'll be my child, No, nope. she said bear upon my knees so as I understand it all three were involved and Rachel would be there on her knees Bilhah on her back and in would come Jacob and uh, I'm just telling you like it is and they would make love all three would be there and she'd be impregnated. I'm not making fun of that or light of it, but that was just how it would be set up. She says, she shall bear upon my knees. That's my understanding. That I may also have children by her. This was proxy childbirth. What do we call it today? People do that today. You've heard of Girls who cannot bear the child, and so the mother would be a, a surrogate. That's the word. Surrogate. That's my understanding here. If I'm wrong, correct me. But this is a surrogate birth. That's my understanding. And when the baby was coming out, she'd be right there with her, holding her. Behind her back, as she's bearing down, they didn't have any. Um, shots back then that they would give you. It took as long as it was going to take to have that baby. And hopefully you survived. Some women did die in childbirth. But their children usually survived. What a sacrifice. No greater sacrifice a mother could make than to give her life in childbearing. And yet we have people today that think, oh, well, if the mother's at risk at all, let's go ahead and abort that child. People are so easy to want to murder children, aren't they? Well, here we go. She gave him Bilhah, her handmaid to wife, and Jacob went in under her. And Bilhah conceived. Abraham also did this, did he not? The grandfather. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the grandson. Abraham went into Hagar. And um, that's how a half-brother of Isaac was birthed. That was not God's will. Yet God honored it and made of them a mighty nation. Although the handmaid and her son were, were sent away because it was causing problems at home with Sarah. Who well, not yet conceived, right? Well, Bilhah conceives, bears Jacob a son, and Rachel said, "God hath judged me, and hath also heard my voice, and hath given me a son." Therefore called she his name Dan. And Bilhah, Rachel's maid, conceived again, and bare Jacob a second son. Wow. My goodness, Rachel still hasn't conceived, yet her handmaid has. And, you know, think about uh, how that elevated the handmaid in the social order of things. Handmaid's like, hmm, I've got two children by your husband, and you don't have none yet. What problems this caused? How Rachel must have felt. Bilhah, Rachel's maid, conceived again, bear Jacob, a second son. And Rachel said, With great wrestlings have I wrestled with my sister, and I prevailed. She called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah. Oh boy, there's a race between these sisters now, Rachel and Leah. When Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave her Jacob to wife so Jacob actually had four wives you have Leah and Rachel then you have Bilhah and you know you have Zilpah now I am I imagine that uh, Jacob didn't mind he's got all the love he needs but uh, it's got to be complicated I was talking to one of the local Balinese Gojek drivers here. Gojek and Grab, that's the equivalent of Uber back in the States. And we were talking about, if you're a Muslim, you can have four wives. And one guy said, like, wow, to have four wives. I said, that's a lot of rice. <laughs> People think about rice over here when they're having children, and even wives. More wives, more money. More children, you got to buy more rice. Then you got school to think of. I'll, I'll tell people, I have five children. Two that are grown and three in the second half of Omega Man's life. And uh, they're like, wow. A lot of rice. And I say, how many you got? They'll say, well, I have dua, two. I said, you're not going to have three? Uh, more rice and more school to think about. And It's expensive. Rice is becoming more expensive. Apparently there's a run on rice in America. If you've seen the news and people laughed at Omega Man when I said go buy more rice. I still advocate for buying rice. When hard times come you can live on beans and rice or rice and tuna. Mix is pretty good. And I heard that uh, rice was going up so high people were just making runs on places place like Costco and jumping up on the shelves and throwing bags down to others that are stocking the cart up because who knows how far it'll go. India apparently it's, has, uh, they've stopped or limited exports of rice. Am I hearing that correctly? Well, think about Ukraine being the wheat bask of the world and its effect on grain at some point. If grain shipments are stopped. And it was a couple of years ago that uh, Indonesia had to temporarily halt uh Palm oil exports, because the local people were being forced uh, to pay, you know, two or three times what they were normally paying for this cooking oil, and they couldn't afford it. So, because there was a a shortage, so the government said, okay, well, we're going to stop exports till we can um, work out these shortages and bring the price down for the domestic people. So, you could all all of a sudden have your stuff just turned off. i put out another Omega Man appeal. Buy rice. Get it now while you can. Okay. Now he's got four wives to look after. Back on track here. Wow. That's nothing compared to Solomon. Solomon had how many wives? Plus concubines? I did the calculations. I think if he lay with one of his wives or concubines per night, it would take him three years to cycle back through those ladies, unless he double-timed it. Maybe Solomon created Viagra, we just don't know. But you would need it with a thousand women. Well, we're just being transparent here. This is a true history, and this man his tribe is growing He now has four wives. And the sisters are racing each other to see who can produce the most offspring to win the love supposedly of their husband. When Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah her maid and gave her Jacob to wife. And Zilpah and Leah's maid bear Jacob a son. And Leah said, A troop cometh, and she called his name Gad. And Zilpah Leah's maid bare Jacob a second son. And Leah said, "Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed." And she called his name Asher. Whew, that's a lot of kids. By the way, I forgot to mention, in Indonesia there's a saying: If you haven't eaten rice, you haven't eaten. So you could offer a person all kinds of other food, you know, chicken and fish and steak and vegetables and bread, but if they haven't had their rice, they said, I really haven't eaten. <laughs> so rice is a staple. You've got to have rice. What do you do when rice goes up in price? You're in trouble. Leah said, uh, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed, and she called his name Asher. Verse 14, And Reuben w- went in the days of wheat harvest, and found mandrakes in the field and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Give me, I pray thee, of thy son's mandrakes. Now this is where we need to take a a break, and I need to go up and look up the the definition of mandrakes. Okay. A mandrake is the root of a plant, historically derived either from the plants of the genus Mandragora, found in the Mediterranean region or from other species such as the Bryonia alba. Its uh, All species of Mandragoria contain highly biological active alkaloids, tropane alkaloids in particular. The alkaloids, this is interesting, make the plant, in particular the roots and leaves, poisonous, and they have hallucinogenic and hypnotic effects. Wow, okay, let me just uh, fast forward here. Oh, in the Bible, there are two references to mandrakes, literally meaning love plants that occur in the Jewish scriptures. Okay, and here we are. We're coming up on mandrakes now in Genesis thirty fourteen Reuben, the eldest son of Jacob and Leah, finds mandrakes in a field. Rachel. Jacob's infertile second wife, and Leah's sister is desirous of the mandrakes, and barters with Leah for them. Okay, so wow. Reading on here. Okay. According to the legend, when the root is dug up, it screams and kills all who hear it. What is that? Okay, that's magic and witchcraft. There's other people that use mandrakes. Um, very interesting, okay, well, you know, this was probably one of the first references to to herbalist herbalism, herbology, the mandrake. Well, let's see what it does. This root, okay. Um, she said unto her is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband Rachel's talking to Leah and would thou take away my son's mandrakes also Rachel said therefore he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrakes you know there had to be a uh, order of things and uh looks like Rachel may have been the uh, senior wife. So they had to coordinate. Who's going to be with our husband tonight? You, I get him tonight. You get him tomorrow. They're probably saying. And there's a deal made. He will lie with you tonight for thy son's mandrakes. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening and Leah went out to meet him and said, thou must come in unto me for surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night, and God hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived, and bare Jacob, the fifth son. And Leah said, "God hath given me my hire because I have given my maiden to my husband, and she shall call and she called his name Issachar." The sons of Issachar, they're very wise. They were able to discern the times. The sons of Issachar. And Leah conceived again. And bare Jacob the sixth son. And Leah said, God hath endued me with a good dowry. Now will my husband dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. And she called his name Zebulun. And afterwards she bare a daughter. Okay, we've got some girls now. got to have some girls in there. Called her name Dinah. I remember an old uh, Sid and Marty Croft TV serial back in the 70's, you remember this anybody old enough got to be at least 53 probably remember this Electro Woman and Dinah Girl they were like um, a dynamic duo duet Dinah, electro Woman and Dinah Girl and God remembered Rachel and God, excuse me, hearkened to her and opened her womb. You know, God can close and open a person's womb. I know people that God did that for after they prayed, they were prayed for, or in some cases fasted and God opened the womb. And they were able to conceive. And she conceived and bare a son and, got, and said, God hath taken away my reproach. So there was some shame and some reproach if you didn't, weren't able to bear children. And that was uh, Rachel. And she called his name Joseph and said, Yehovah shall add to me another son. And it came to pass when Rachel had borne Joseph that Jacob said unto Laban, this is his uncle he's talking to, send me away that I may go into my own place and to my country now he's been there at least what about twenty-one years now, or more, serving um, to have these brides. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee, and let me go, for thou knowest my service which I have done thee. And he's made you know Laban a wealthy man. Laban said to him, "I pray thee, if thou have, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry." For I have learned by experience that Jehovah has blessed me for thy sake, and he said, "Appoint me thy wages, and I will give it." And he said to him, Thou knowest how I have served thee, and how thy cattle was with me, for it was little which thou had before I came, and it is now increased with a multitude, and Jehovah hath blessed thee since my coming, and now when when shall I provide for my own house also?" And he said, What shall I give thee? And Jacob said, Thou shalt not give me anything, if thou wilt do this thing for me. He says, I will again feed and keep thy flock. I will pass through all thy flock today, removing from thence all the speckled and spotted cattle, and all the brown cattle among the sheep and the spotted and speckled among the the goats and of such shall be my hire so they're going to work a deal out and he's going to portion off a certain amount of these livestock to him and that will be his pay and then he's he's ready to go he's been there and he knows better get out of here I might not ever escape he might keep me here forever so shall my righteousness answer for me in time to come, when it shall come for my hire before thy face. Every one that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the sheep, that shall be counted stolen with me. And Laban said, Behold, I would it might be according to thy word. In other words, agreed. And he removed that day the he goats that were ring straight and spotted, and all the she-goats that were speckled and spotted, and every one that had some white in it, and all the brown among the sheep, and gave them into his hand, into the hand of his sons. And he set three days' journey between himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks, and Jacob took him rods of green poplar, and the hazel and the chestnut tree and pilled white streaks in them and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had piled before the flocks in the gutters in the watering troughs when the flocks came to drink that they should conceive when they came to drink. I don't understand all that's going on here, but this guy's like a fertility specialist. He knows what they're going to need. And the flocks conceived before the rods and brought forth cattle ring ringstraked, speckled and spotted. And Jacob did separate the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the ring ringstraked, and all the brown in the flock of Laban. And he put his own flocks by themselves and put them not unto Laban's cattle. And it came to pass. Whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive, that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters, that they might conceive among the rods. And when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in. So the feebler were Laban's, and the strongers, stronger ones Jacob's. And the man increased exceedingly, and had much cattle, and maid servants, and men's servants, and camels, and asses. Okay. And he heard the words of Laban's sons, saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and of that which was our father's hath he gotten all his this glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. And Jehovah said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers, and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And Jacob sent, and called Rachel and Leah to the field, unto his flock, and said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not toward me as before, but the God of my father hath been with me. And ye know that with all my power I have served your father, and your father hath deceived me. And change my wages ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt me if he is if he said thus the speckled shall be thy wages, then all the cattle bear speckled, and if he said thus the ring straight shall be thy hire, then bear all the cattle ring straight; thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father and give them to me and it came to pass at the time that the cattle received conceived. Then I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the cattle were ringstraked, speckled, and grizzled. And the angel of God spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, Here am I. And he said, And lift up now thine eyes and see. All the rams which leap upon the cattle are ringstraked, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest the pillar. And where thou vowest a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out from this land, and return unto the land of thy kindred. And Rachel and Leah answered and said unto him, Is there yet any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Are we not counted of him strangers? For he hath sold us, and hath quite devoured also our money. And that's a good point. Because Rachel and Leah were the daughters of Laban. And just as their brothers expected inheritance, they expect inheritance too. Do they get inheritance is the question. They're asking, where is our inheritance? For all the riches which God hath taken from our father, that is ours, and our children's. Now then, whatsoever God hath said unto thee, do it. Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives upon camels. And he carried away all his cattle and all his goods which he had gotten the cattle of his getting which he had gotten in Padanaram, for to go to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan and Laban went to shear his sheep uh oh and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's now her father was not uh, Israelite he wasn't Hebrew right Wasn't he of another nationality? i have to go back to see what nationality he was, but he clearly worshipped some other gods. They called them images, idols, if you will. Uh, They have them here in Bali. You'll see them in other countries too. Uh, Back to antiquity, people have fashioned themselves other gods. Could be a little figurine, a sculpture. Could be large or small. be made out of gold or silver or wood or even stone and many times especially in the Hindu cultures Muslims don't have idols Uh, they have a sacred stone which is believed to be a meteorite over in Mecca but you won't see uh, idols in a Muslim's house over here or in any country uh, they don't like dogs either by the way just FYI but the Hindus do and many times they'll have uh, an altar in their house, usually it's a room or a closet, whatever they've got room for and they'll set up like a shrine to their gods and they'll light candles and they do other things to worship their gods here in Bali if you go down my street Remember my neighbors who are Hindu. They're having a festival this week, and uh, they have this thing. I'll take a picture of it. It looks like a. Uh, it's it's like this. It's made out of paper, and what it means it's, it's a huge thing, maybe twenty five foot long. Sits up on a pole and hangs over. It's like a dragon tail. Very very um, ornate. You see them being put up all over. To make other ornaments. Well, her dad had some idols, images, and the daughter has made a decision. She's going to take them. She's stolen the images that were her father's. And Jacob stole away, unawares to Laban, the Syrian, in that he told him not that he fled. Jacob's like, I'm not going to wait till your father release me, because he probably won't. Uh, I'm just leaving. And I think that was the right thing to do he got out. So he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and passed over the river and set his face toward the Mount Gilead. And it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob was fled. And he took his brethren with him and pursued after him seven days' journey. And they overtook him in the Mount Gilead. So he's probably riding up there on camels. They're at full trot. I don't know if they had horses or not, but They definitely had camels. And you can imagine, they're galloping and they're going seven days. They're pushing hard, I imagine. They've got to catch up with him. He's angry. He wants some answers. Where'd everybody go? Not only that, who got my idols? That's going to cause a problem here in a minute. He overtook them in the Mount Gilead. And God came to Laban, the Syrian, in a dream by night. There he was. That's his nationality. He's Syrian. And said unto him, Take heed, that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad, so as to dissuade Jacob, right? Or delay him. God's got a plan for Jacob, and it's not to stay with Laban anymore. Then Laban overtook Jacob again. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount. And Laban with his brethren pitched to the Mount of Gilead. Laban said to Jacob, What hast thou done? Thou hast stolen away unawares to me, carried away my daughters, as captives taken with a sword. Wherefore didst thou flee away secretly, and steal away from me, and did not tell me? That I might have sent thee away with mirth, and with songs, and with tabret, and with a harp, I could have thrown a party for you. You have not allowed me, suffer me, to kiss my sons and my daughters? Thou hast now done foolishly in so doing. It is in the power of my hand to do hurt to you, but the God of your father spake unto me yesterday saying, Take thou heed that thou speak not to Jacob, either good or bad. And now, though thou would needs be gone, because thou soar longest after thy father's house, yet why have you stolen my gods, the little G's? We see gods all over this island. The little g's worshipped by many of the people here on the island. You'll see thrones over here. My brother said, "Hey, what's that?" Kind of looks like a chair. That's a throne. That's where the demon sits, the god. And a lot of time to protect him from the sunlight, they put an umbrella over its head. See that? That's a throne. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid. For I said, Peradventure, thou would take by force thy daughters from me. With whomsoever thou findest thy gods, let him not live. Before our brethren discern thou what is thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tents, and into Leah's tents, and into the two maidservants tents. But he found them not. Then went he out of Leah's tent and entered into Rachel's tent. uh Oh, now Rachel had taken the images and put them in the camel's furniture and sat upon them. So on a camel, as I understand it, you would have at least a minimum a little seat. It looked like a small stool, and they probably had other um, gear that they loaded on that camel that would carry you know, whatever extra cargo camels like your car I have an uncle, Michael who was um, a young boy living in Libya, Africa when, with my father and uh, they were teenagers when well, my grandfather Davis was stationed at Wheelis Air Force Base in Libya back in the 60's with the U.S. Air Force, and they lived off base in a uh, in a house, and it would be customary you live in a house with a wall around it. And the Arab Bedouins out there, you know, lived in the desert, and uh, they had they had camels. And my uncle Mike used to have a camel that he would ride. And a few years ago, he was at some flea market in Georgia. And saw something that my cousin told me. He all of a sudden saw it and went over and grabbed it. And said "I got to buy this." It's like, "Dad, what is that?" And he later found out it was a camel seat. He said, "Wouldn't you know it?" My dad r- remembered when he was a lad riding a camel over in Libya, and he sat on a little seat like that. And that's what it was. Those little seat. So I, I sh- I'm probably sure they had other, you know racks on there that they hoisted on that camel like a saddle on a horse. You know, like those saddle bags on the back of a Harley. At any rate, she's per- she's sitting over there up on that camel furniture. Laban searched all the tent, but found not his gods. And she said to her father, Let it not displease my lord that I can't rise up before thee, for the custom of women is upon me. In other words, uh, Dad, I'm menstruating right now. And I don't know what they had back then for women. Probably just cloths. I don't know. What what did women do before maxi pants? said, the custom woman is upon me, and he searched but found out the images. She's sitting on them when you know it. And Jacob was angry and chode with Laban. He uh, rebuked him probably. And Jacob answered said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin? That thou hast so hotly pursued after me? Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff. What hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren that they may judge between us both. This twenty years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats. Have not cast their young. And the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn a beast, I brought not unto thee. I bared the loss of it. Of my hand did thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day that the drought consumed me, and the frost by night. And my sleep departed from mine eyes. I mean, I've worked myself to the bones for you. If Anything went wrong? Well, what you had me steward over, you held me accountable. You deducted it, if other words, for my wages. Thus have I been 20 years in your house. I served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for thy cattle. And thou hast changed my wages 10 times. I'm sorry, Jacob, but you know, with the way the economy is, we've got to make some cuts and I'm cutting your salary. You know, ten times he changed his wages. God's not happy about people that do that to others. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac has been with me. Surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God hath seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you yesterday, yesterday uh, last night, yesterday night. Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children talking about his grandkids and these cattle are my cattle and all that thou seest is mine and what can I do this day unto these my daughters or unto their children which they have born now therefore come thou let us make a covenant I and thou and let it be for a witness between me and you and Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar and Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones. And they took stones and made a heap, a big pile. And they ate there upon the heap. And Laban called it Jergar Sahadutha. But Jacob called it Ganglid, And Laban said, This heap is a witness between me and you. This day. Therefore was the name of it called Gilead. And Mizpah, for he said, Yehovah, watch between me and thee, when we are absent one from another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take otherwise beside my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness between me and thee. And Laban said unto Jacob, Behold this heap, and behold this pillar which I have cast between me and thee. This heap be witness and this pillar be witness that I will not pass over this heap to thee and thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor and the God of their father judge between us and Jacob swear by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered sacrifice upon the mount and called his brethren to eat bread. And they did eat bread and tarried all night in the mount. And early in the morning, Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned unto his own place. It's been 20 years since Jacob has been home. He's been over in another land with uh, his uncle, Laban was told to flee there after the ordeal that he uh, he went through with his uh, brother Esau, he stole the birthright. Esau despised the birthright and sold it to Esau for a bowl of porridge red lentil soup and some bread and then when Isaac is getting ready to Go home be with the Lord. His promotion, he says to his sons, son Esau, go out there, kill some venison. I want you to bring it back? Cook it. Marinate it, you know, like I love my venison. Come over and feed it to me, and I'm going to give you a blessing. And Sarah heard it and conspired with Jacob to get Jacob in there first to get the birthright and he got the, he got the birthright and the blessing and it caused such a uh, an uproar Esau wanted to kill his brother that again to r- remind those that didn't tune in last time Jacob was sent by Sarah and Isaac his father over to Sarah's brother Laban the uncle to stay there until things cooled off and to find his wife find his wife there, and he picks up his wives all right now he's leaving finally after twenty years, a wealthy man. he's got a tribe now, Rachel and Leah, the sisters, and their two handmaids. He's got four wives, many children. He's blessed with cattle and livestock. And he's going back to his father's house, the land of Canaan. And there will be a reunion between him and Esau. Outcome to be determined. They haven't seen each other in 20 years. And then he departed on bad terms. We shall see what lays in store for Jacob on the next edition of Mega Man Radio. Speak my word. I hope you enjoyed it today. I take my time on this program. We just, you know, just, we'll just work through it bit by bit, not in any hurry. Praise God! I hope you enjoy these programs. Give me some feedback, positive or negative, over at uh, Omega Man Radio at com if you want to email me. Our official website is com. From there, you can get links to our archives. I owe y'all some reloaded programs. I haven't had anybody write me so. Is it that nobody likes the Omega Man Reloaded podcast? Does it miss not seeing some more shows upload over there? Let me know. I'm not feeling the love for that podcast over there because I got like 10,000 more shows to upload. So you motivate me to do it if I get some good feedback that you're enjoying those shows as well. Two podcasts, Omega Man Season 13.0 that we're in now and the Omega Man Reloaded, its own podcast where I'm remastering shows that we started doing almost well, over 13 years ago in fact. 13 years now. and we're, we're going for 14 now and going for 11,000 shows. We'll hit it soon. If we just keep it up. Praise God. I want to thank you for supporting the program. It keeps us alive and uh, we're very grateful. God richly bless you. Father God bless everybody that came out tonight, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this opportunity. Bless everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern with Michael Cummins. I hope to see you again. And I'm going to close with a song. God bless you all.